Sports. Sportsnet 590. The Fan. How we doing, everybody? Good Thursday morning. Okay, still getting the days of the week right. Happy to be up. Happy to be here with you. Where my fellow grinders at? I've got one sitting right across from me in Sammy McKee. Sammy, no big spiel from me today because... Outside of Global Jam on Sportsnet, nothing happening in the world of sports last night. So I don't have a big hot intro of everything that's percolating in my brain. So I'm just going to say good morning. How's it going, pal? Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. There How we are go. You? Yeah, I got to turn the mic on. I'm just getting a uh... brain on first, mic on second. Yeah, that's the order. <sighs> it's been a tough one to figure out this week, pal. We got to get you a coffee IV drip. Uh, I no, that's not thump- it's clearly th- not enough. I've been thumping an XL every day. I uh, don't usually get an XL coffee. It's a lot of coffee, but it's just not enough. It's, it's just not. it's just not nearly enough. Um yeah, uh somebody just somebody texted in at 5:55 a.m. today and said get fired up Sammy with three exclamation points. Love that. I don't know who the hell that is, but I really need that this morning. I appreciate it. Today is legitimately the slowest day in sports. Right? Because, mm-hmm. well, in Sports Talk Radio, because yesterday we came off of a sporting event. There was, in fact, one. There was a sporting event where all the greatest players in the major leagues of baseball got together and played a game of baseball. Yeah. Last night, uh, it was a slow night. It was, yeah. I, I, did, I watched a bunch of um, Global, Global Jam or Global you Jam. You nailed it, yeah. I watched it on... Almost sounds like you did, yeah. I watched it on, in the afternoon. Oh. I watched uh, Germany versus USA. Okay. Which is... Uh, Kentucky or Kansas? One or the other. Which, I, I can't remember. John Calipari coaches oh, uh, Kentucky? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kentucky? Yeah. yeah. I watched that. Daniele uh, wincing, not even yeah. here. He he just rolled over in his sleep. He's like, God, why am I so upset? Ah, and uh, I gosh. enjoyed that. I didn't watch I didn't watch the Canada game though. I was playing softball last night. And uh, God, I suck at softball. So Okay. Uh one other league I would like to commend. Uh I'm not going to pretend to care about this. Uh they could they could literally be playing a game behind the glass where I'm looking right now at our at our three guys, Austin, uh Al and and Sandman, but MLS full slate last night. TFC not involved. That's yeah. why it's not of local mind, but they loaded up the schedule. Uh I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, I'll say it 800,000 times. CFL. Well that that where was you at? that was Tim and Sid's old hobby horse. Yeah. And it's true. Anyone with the brains is whose hobby horse it should be. But at the same time, I've always thought, like, the other side of that is they're like, oh, we're, we're like the irrelevant league that we have to do things to. Yes. Yeah, but they don't want to think of themselves like that, right? That's great. Yeah, they want to think that they're a better league, and they want to okay. think that they're not like, we're the irrelevant showcase league. Yep. No, nah, they don't want to think like that. Okay. So that's why they don't do it. They can like to think however they'd like, uh, you know, and I I understand. I sometimes, you know, I give the CFL tongue-in-cheek disparagement. It is a professional league. It deserves its respect, it all does. that stuff. Guess what, though? If you want the most, if you want the most eyeballs on your sport, I don't know, maybe, maybe load up the sked when there's no sports going on. So, uh, yesterday the Vancouver Whitecaps with a massive victory over Austin FC, Alfonso Davies still playing for them. No, No. And then, uh, unfortunately for the Montreal impact, uh, Chicago fire got a big three, nothing win over them. 
go go fire! I hate Montreal and all sports. A resounding three nothing win for LAFC over the uh, St. Louis team, which I didn't even like. I didn't even know St. Louis had a team. So there you go. There's some MLS scores for you. But yeah, uh, Hmm, I'm. hmm. I please need please please grinders. When you're listening right now, this is the number one grind day for Sports Talk Radio. I need you to. I need you to text (laughs) in to me five ninety five ninety and tell me how hard you're working to make me feel that I'm not working that hard because I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh my God, I actually, you know, we do this a lot. We do. And I've talked I do sports talk radio all the time, do it every day. And today I woke up at four 30, uh, to my poor little Lou dog, just crying his eyes out that the, the storm out there. He wasn't a big fan of that. No, I just, I was like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And we've got a wonderful show booked. Thank you very much, Austin Mackey. But you can God. hear the lineup in our hands. Fresh, hot off the presses, baby. But holy hell, <laughs> this is a terrible day to do sports talk radio. Let's figure out what we're going to do. So, well, here's what I would first like to do is uh, commend the people who are normally sitting in this chair. I was all ready to be roasting them Why? this week because, well, it's like, oh, we're the regular people who do this. It's it's a hard time to work. Better get out of here. But no, they are working. They're grinding at five o'clock. So I was ready. I was ready to roast them and then be poking and prodding them whenever I'm filling in later this summer. Mm. Oh, I hope you enjoyed the spa. Well, we were again grinding in the content okay. minds of sports media, but that's not the case. Yeah, I every year I'm thinking to myself. Remember, so this is very inside baseball. But every and by sing- that, you mean inside sports media? No, inside my oh, mind. Oh, wow. Okay, so every year I had an old Scotty Cameron putter that I loved to death. And <laughs> this ev- is, and this ev- is really inside and, your mind. And every year they have like a program where yep. you can send it away yep. and it gets touched up. Polish it up for you. And they'll like paint it and they'll yep. like get All a new grip. You know, it'll come back looking like a new putter. And after every golf season, I'm like, this is the year I'm going to do that. And I mm-hmm. would never do that. Yep. I am using that parallel to say every year I'm like, I'm booking this week off. I'm booking this week off so I don't need to come on the, spo- on the, on the radio and talk about nothing for a week. And guess what? Here you I are. forgot again. So there you go. Little tough to book it off when you and I booked six days off immediately before. Yeah. That was a little tough. Nah. Uh, little, you don't think so? Nope. Okay. Uh, okay. And you're, my grinders are letting me down. There's just no one texting in. Come yeah, on, you know grinders. Why? You know why? Because they don't want to hear that we, that we have it so tough because we have to <laughs> cook up a Damian Lillard take. Uh. Remember that guy working in a weld shop? He told me he'd been doing it 40 hours a week since 82. Yeah. That's too long for me. That guy doesn't want to hear that we have it so tough because we came up with three William Nylander trades that may or may not fit under the NHL okay. salary cap. And our first grinder text is yeah. a guy hating on grinding. Of course. So. God. <laughs> you going to be all right? No. Uh, you needed your people and they're letting you down. Uh, what do you want to start? Uh, well, I mean... Again, if you, it really is the request. Uh, you know, we were we were out. We, bring it back to Alberta trip for a sec. We were out, and somebody was playing a song, get ready to intro it, and a buddy of ours just yelled out, "Play Alan Jackson," and they got <laughs> right into it. That's very much the program today. Okay, if you got a topic you want on the text line and it's good, it's entirely possible we divert any and everything going on just to talk about it. So hit us up there on the text line five ninety five ninety. Include to your, sports honestly, talk radio. if you if you have ever been sitting there, 
I know, you know who we're getting one text from? I've never been more confident. Internal. He wants some fingerprints on the show. He's got some thoughts. He's got some opinions. Uh, but yes, if you have, if you think to yourself, I have a great topic. I have a great segment. John Tavares, contract restructure guy who texts in every day. Say it again. And maybe today is your day. Okay. Uh, we have got in the lab. And by that, I mean, we went to catfriendly.com and got in their lab uh, to cook up some Bill Nylander trade proposals. You want to just get, no, before we get into this. Okay. All right. I think we should both say, yes, if we, what side of this we're on. And I think we're both on the side of that. You shouldn't trade William Nylander. Yes. Right. I am. I think the purpose of this exercise Mm -hmm. is to prove how little you're going to like the William Nylander trade should it happen. That is the, that is, that is how I chose to look at this exercise because the other problem I had with this as well. And again, I will be saying this exact thing when I retweet this hour of the podcast today, I am begging you Sportsnet, Give me an NHL trade value list. Just like we see in the NBA. I need it. I have no understanding for where these guys rank. I watch so much hockey and I have such a hard time understanding who this trade is not in favor of who's getting too much, who's getting too little. So again, I am putting out that bad signal, not Luke Fox. Cause I put too much work on his plate, but he'd be more than capable, but literally anyone else. Get to work, put pen to paper. I want it by the time September 1st rolls around. All right. That is my spiel on that. In terms of cooking up the Nylander trades, uh, I, I had a time with this. I did not. I avoided the two teams that I thought everybody is trading him to in Calgary and Carolina. Those were two teams I just kind of stayed away from. Mm. Uh, I don't know how you chose to look at it. I think the way we should do this is kind of go back and forth. If one of us has a trade for the same team that somebody's cooking up, we'll throw that in as part of the discussion. Would you like to go first, Sam McKee? Uh, Or would you like... No, you go first. uh, Okay. So again... I will preface all of these trades with I did not throw in any draft pick capital or prospect who I am not expecting to be a major player in the deal because I genuinely do not know who needs to get tipped one way or another. And that's what I'm hoping you will help me do and vice versa. Okay. Okay. So first Leafs trade. And I want to be clear. I think the Leafs need some more here. But William Nylander. Yeah. 26% retained salary. Oh my God. (laughs) Just to make it all fit. Okay. Now, full disclosure also, they might be like 36K over the cap on this one, but I'm just going to assume Brandon Pridham can figure that out. My first one's uh, the lease are still 6 million over the cap. Okay. All right. But it's off-season mode. So off-season mode and LTIR yeah. is also yeah. involved in this. Okay. So Leafs send William Nylander at 26% retained mm-hmm. to the Los Angeles Kings. Mm. In exchange for the eighth overall pick in last year's draft, right-handed defenseman Brant Clark and pesky forward Victor Arvidsson. Now, to make this all work, David Riddich goes to Arizona for futures consideration. Somebody's oh, paying gonna, Arizona to take three teamer. Well, I got to make a fit, bud. You oh my you God. Get, you came on the mic yesterday, said, this is your homework gunning. Don't tell me it doesn't fit. <laughs> Go to cat friendly. And then as I'm putting my kid to bed, you're going, I don't understand it. It doesn't work. So yeah, I did a three tamer. Now I think the least need a little more here. 
But what I say don't you? Think so. You don't think so? What no. say you on the framework of young right shot D? Now the thing about Arvidsson is he's a pure rental. He's at four million, four and a half million. I doubt you're able to fit him when you look at Matthews and all that other stuff. Mm. What do you say about that trade from the Leafs' perspective? I think it's a pretty good trade. I really do. I think Brant Clark is one of the, isn't he one of the, he was a junior stud. He was great. Like we all, he had eight points in seven games that the one world junior he played in this, this is a good young defenseman. And he is, I think he's one of the top prospects like in the league. ELC has not kicked in yet. The only thing that worries me about that is just the window. Yep. Right. And like, I want, if I'm trading Willie, I'm trading for a D man. That's going to be contributing next season. Mm -hmm. And, I don't think, unfortunately, Brent Clark is going to do that. Like, I think, like, did he play it all this year? He no, played nine no. games. Yeah, like, he's not, a, he has not proven it yet. This is a total futures, but, the like, I think this is a guy who realistically, in a perfect world, you start him on your bottom pair next year. Mm. And as the, basically, the Rasmus Sandin conversation we had every year, but with the hopes that he actually develops into a top four guy. He's 20 years old. Yep. Nah, I don't like it. Okay. No, don't okay. like it. You have to, you have to get a guy back. Like, I like the idea of it. I like the idea. The fact that you made it a three-teamer makes me feel really bad about my trades. But um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to pull up the trade machine as you're talking and see how compliant I can get them. But, um, yeah, you like the the idea of the framework, but the win now window confuses you. And also, I should probably probably throw in the fact that I don't know that the Kings would do this just because of all the money they have allocated to forwards after the Dubois signing. Yeah, it'd be tough sell for them. But if you're looking at this as a push-in for Dowdy and Kopitar's last window, just like with the Leafs, what helps you more next year, Brad Clark or William Nylander, right? Yeah, and but they're going to have to try to get him under contract. I think yep. that'd be a tough one. I don't. I because of all that, I don't think it's happening. But again, that was a uh, that was my first uh, that was my first crack at it. Okay, what do you got for me? Um, okay, let me see here. I'm going to go. My first one is one of the the one that's been talked about a ton. Okay. And it's Carolina. Okay. And I know this is one that's been out there, but it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go uh, William Nylander okay. and Kelly Yarncroc. Okay. Who has a no movement clause, yeah. which is Which insane. we said don't, wild. Which, which is But insane. we said does not count for the purposes of this exercise. And I think you could, you know, convince him to waive it to go to Carolina probably. Maybe. Uh, for Brett Pesci and mm. Martin Nakish. Ooh, that's interesting. Just player-wise, yes. I mean, you're... So you're you're getting a D-man yep. in there, and you're getting a guy that can kind of replace Yarncroc, I guess. Yep. In terms of in terms of Nekish, and you're going with he scored a big goal in the playoffs, actually. So I feel like it's completely different uh, than 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 that. But yeah, I I do like that move. Obviously, Pesci is the my only concern on Pesci, and I want to be clear, this isn't a player who I expect to fall off a cliff at any time soon. But we understand the way aging curves work in the NHL, and we understand that Brett Pesci is a really, really good defenseman, but I don't know that he is a special one. And my worry about any Pesci trade, not just specifically this one, is that you're kind of buying a guy at the end of his best years, and you're giving up a guy who probably still has a handful of them left. Now, all you need is one great year where you win 16 playoff games and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. So I have no problem with it if you think he's the right guy. But that's my only concern with any Pesci trade, not this one. But I think that's pretty interesting, especially the idea of involving uh, Yarncroc as well. Yeah. So I just... I saw enough of him and I would like to be done with that contract. You had moments of talking yourself into him at various times throughout the year. So did everyone. 
Mm, I don't know that I did. I was always saying, ah, that guy, that guy got a, that guy got one shift. Michael Bunting shouldn't have. How dare uh, Sheldon oh, Keith? Yeah, yeah. Those, those are tough times. Those are tough times. I disagree. But anyways, okay. This one uh, for me, I do not have a, I do not have a Hurricanes trade, so I'm just going to move on there. Okay, William Nylander. Mm. 18% retained. Oh my God. Buddy, it has to work. Okay. I'm so, I am, uh, All we, minor. we will not do this. We will not do this on air, but it's like, we were having a math off. I think the, I think the people who would lose is uh, general knowledge in the world, but I, I think I'm worse at math than you. So no don't way. be getting mad, buddy. No way. Okay. Uh, hmm. Maybe for next week, we will track down a grade uh, 10 math teacher that we both had. Uh, well, obviously didn't have the same. Okay. Anyways. Nylander, 18% retained. Two, what team loves every star that's in play? They've never looked at a star and not had one in play. The Vegas Golden Knights for Nick Waugh. Okay. Because you need a center. I do think if you're trading Nylander, you got to help up front as well. And Zach Whitecloud. Now, the reason he was appealing to me is he is on a six-year deal, pays him like three million bucks. If this is a not by low candidate, but this is a guy who you think can be a championship caliber D for you. Not only do you have him, but you have him on a good deal for a while. I think the Leafs definitely, maybe, uh, maybe definitely is too strong. Raw also on a really good deal. So you're effectively trading a superstar player for two really good contracts that you hope can be really important players for, for your team because of Vegas just winning the cup because of how important both those guys were in that run and those contracts. I don't know how much they're rushing to do it, but Vegas is a team who's in on every star. So what say you to that framework of a guy who could be your mm. two, three C and a guy who could be your four five D. Mm, I like both those players a lot. And I think this is a classic. Am I being unfair to White Cloud calling him a four or five? That feels about right to me. I, I mean, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. He played twenty two. He played twenty two playoff games. Yep. Had eight points. I think this sort of framework is something that, if it was going to happen, would probably be correct because you still only have Willie Nylander for one year. It's not like you're getting Willie Nylander mm-hmm. for multiple seasons. Um, I like that one. You do. I'd like that one. Oh, I, I think. I think. True Living and the and the crew would have a long meeting about that one. A long meeting, okay? Because like, what? So what did you say? Uh, White Cloud's contracts Let at me, I'm just six gonna, years. I'm just gonna pull up uh, the Vegas cap sheet here. Yeah, yeah. he's at six years at three something. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and then Wa is uh, yeah. So White Cloud, I have it here. He is at two seven five through the twenty seven twenty eight season. And Waugh is, uh, he is at 3 million through the 26, 27 season. So four and five years respectively at those numbers for yeah, those guys. That's, that's nice. That's what, it's not the player that you love. You obviously really like both of those players. They just were important in cup runs, but it is, you are trading for those contracts. You're not really trading for those players is kind of how I look at that because of the bargains that those deals are. And because Vegas loves their stars, probably hard for that them to do that. But I think you're right. I think both teams probably have have a meeting about it at the very least. Yeah, the thing is with Nicholas Waugh, it just doesn't score, nope. right? And it's like, well, I mean, he's, had, he's like his career high in goal is 15. It's just these trades are so hard to do because you're this losing is, so much. This is always the problem, and this is the point I wanted to highlight in the exercise. This is the problem with it is that even if White Cloud went on to be a really solid player, he was the he was the sec, he was the second best guy on your second pair for the entirety of that contract. Mm-hmm. If Wa doesn't prove himself to be a difference maker, and you're looking at big Alex Kerfoot, how much are you going to like that? Yeah, 
He's he's he is he's big. big. He's like I'm not trying, and I want to be clear. Very different game than Kerfoot, yeah. but. When you do these two-for-one trades, if one of the pieces doesn't live up to the billing, it just nukes the entirety. So 61 playoff games in his career, 28 points. Um, That's an enticing one. I like that. Okay. I'm happy. I'm happy I could could entice you. What do you got for me? Um, What do I got here? This is a blockbuster. This is a blockbuster video. Yay! I'm just, I'm excited. This is, and this is cap compliant summer. Yeah. So it's, yes, su- it's, it's summer. Job. It's summer cap compliance. That's fine. But I don't know what the hell how they'd figure this out because Brandon they're Pridham. still. The, uh, we are we are allowed to play the Brandon Pridham card of he could figure it out. Okay. If it's um, compliant in the summer. It's compliant in the summer. That's like, all I needed to hear. So the, they they are still when this is done the Leafs are still six million over the cap, and the other team would be twenty nine thousand dollars over the cap. So the Leafs the Leafs have five basically 5.6 mil of LTIR to play with. Yes. And then Matt Murray's money as yeah. well. So that's why, that's why it's like okay. if push comes to shove, all these deals can't happen. William Nylander. Yes. Callie Yarncrock. Okay. And Nick Robertson. Okay. For Keandre Miller. Oh, I got a Rangers one too. As soon as I saw that deal, I said, got to get it in there. Keandre Miller. Yes. Barkley Goodrow. Oh, me too. And Alex Lafreniere. Whoa. The Lafreniere part, I did not have. I'll just quickly give you, you my exact same pretty similar. Uh, Leafs send William Nylander to the uh, William Nylander to the Rangers for Keandre Miller, uh, and I just did Barkley Goodrow, but I I'm trying to get the Rangers to retain thirty percent to make me really like that contract. That's why I didn't ask for Lafreniere as well, but I'm also not throwing in Yarncroke and Robertson. Yeah. I don't know how much those guys are actually worth. So that's interesting. We both had pretty similar well, frameworks. You just got a little, little t- sexier, let's ev- be honest. Every time I watch the Rangers, Miller just sticks out. He's so I'm good. drooling about Miller. So tall. Tall. Range. That's the word skates, you use all the defensive. time. Defensive. Like he's little just mean. He could immediately be the Leafs' second-best defensive. A maybe bridge best. deal. Yeah. A bridge deal he just signed yeah. that takes him right through the end of John Tavares' but contract. I'm not sure that's allowed to trade for him yet. Like, what's the deal? Is it like the I NBA? I don't think this is an NBA okay. thing. I think a player can be traded okay. and signed at any point in time, and, and our folks, at, our friends at Cap Friendly would have told you that uh, through the league registry there. So... The fake re- league registry. So William Nylander and Callie Yarncroft. I'm still. I'm just yep. getting ready. I'm. I'm shipping. I know. I know. Callie I got no at, problem with it. By the way, I'm shipping him out any chance I get. So you kind of replace, you know, Callie Yarncroft's minutes with kind of Callie Yarncroft again. Barkley Goodrow, a little grittier, mm-hmm. and he plays center. I think, I think he's a three million bucks more. Like yeah. He's he's not very much. He's a center. He he gives you a little bit more versatility. He can kill penalties for you. You can do all that stuff. Obviously, you get Keandre Miller and Alex Lafreniere, who. It's not worked there. Nope. And there's been issues. I know it's a new coach going in there mm-hmm. now. Where is it? It's Laviolette, right? Yep. I, I can't. I've got all my hockey it's mixed fine. up. It's yeah. Laviolette, yeah. right? Uh, Laviolette goes in there. Maybe he can figure it out. But it's one team's broken project for another team's broken project. Kind of sell yourself on like mm. a new change of scenery for both of them. Uh, one of those projects was a uh, soapbox racer in uh, Nick Robertson, and the other was a Ferrari in <laughs> yeah. Alexi Lafreniere. Well, neither well, huh? have worked. <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. So, they're both they're both sitting on cinder blocks right now. Very fair to say. So there you go. There's my that was my biggest blockbuster. It's so funny because as soon as I saw the Miller trade, I knew we were bu- or the Miller contract yesterday. I knew one that would just bring him front of mind, and two, I went. I love that deal. We got to get him on the Leafs. I got to find a way here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm right there with 
with you, obviously, slightly different framework for me. Lafreniere, again, to bring it back to our friends at Sportsnet. I can't say his name. Lafreniere? Lafreniere. What did I say? Lafreniere? Yeah. Lafreniere? I, I don't know. I mean, buddy, just... Uh, Yours the, here, is right. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. Like when doing tennis highlights on the update desk, you just say it confidently and move on through it, and nobody other than somebody from there is going to question you. And if they do, you just say, huh, sorry, I got it wrong. Okay. okay yeah. uh, Lafreniere is the guy who maybe across the league has the most interesting, I won't say trade value, but I'd be so curious to see how he's viewed across the league because he there's wasn't a, quite. There's a lot of people sniffing around him. Yeah, for well, sure. he, wasn't, he wasn't Bedard. Like, I am not trying to put it on that level. But he was not one of these, eh, just a year, first overall pick guys. No, he was supposed to be special. We, I remember him at the World Juniors. Again, spitting mad, spitting blood, dragging that carcass of a Canadian team that wasn't all that good as far as he could. So I'd be very curious to mm. see him in a new spot. And honestly, he was a guy who, not last year, but when the Rangers did have their playoff push a couple of years ago, him and Heedle and the rest of the kids, they were, they were looking good. So I'm kind of curious what happened there. There's definitely something there. Nobody's ever needed it. Nobody's ever needed to change a scenery worse than early on in their their NHL career than this guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure going to the next most ravenous media market would be the best thing for him. Well, be the there's only one worse, and it'd be Montreal, and obviously that's not happening. Um, somebody texted in. I love that people are getting in on this. Adam Pellick from New York from the New York Islanders is the main trade piece. I'm not sure they'd do that. No. I don't think so. I don't think they would. They really like him. Uh, also, just the idea, well, although Lamorello's given out lifetime contracts to guys, so I was going to say, does Willie Nylander's camp want to sign up for a negotiation with uh, with yeah. Lou Lamorello there? Uh, Adam Pellick's really good. Really, really good. Super undervalued guy. Uh, and by that, I mean he's just a defenseman who doesn't score a ton, a ton of points. Uh, but really nice player. Love the contract. Love what he can do. And he's played on some of those kind of stout defensive teams that, you know, you want to bring that identity of, you know, yeah. way, way of thinking to him. So yeah, that'd be a, that'd be an excellent centerpiece. I just don't know. I don't know uh, how those pieces you, fit. You know who would be into that? The Isles broadcasters. So they don't have to say Pollock and Pellick yes. every game. It's I'm sure tough, they it's would be really sell. happy about that. It is. It is. Uh, all right. Uh, so I gave you my Rangers one here. I have two more for you. Okay. Or sorry. That was my, that was my third. Okay. This one is a straight up one for one. I think we're going to have the same thing. Oh, really? Go for it. Okay, say the team. Uh, no. Why not? Yeah, you just go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I think th I, I think the least probably have to add a sweetener here. Mm. One for one. The trade is one for one? One for, again, like, until the Leafs have to add a sweetener because okay. you're telling me I'm being a homer. Okay. Staying within the division. Okay, no chance. Similar to looking at a young defenseman in L.A., a better, more proven Slightly older defenseman in Detroit, William Nylander from Bo Sider. Oh my God, no chance. What would the Leafs have to do? What would the Leafs have to do? <laughs> a lot. Okay. Mo Sider. Isn't he like the, one yeah, of the best young players he's a in the great, league? He is a great young defenseman who has one year left on his ELC, but... If you were a team like Detroit, look around at what they've got. They got Raymond. They think he's a game breaker. Maybe. He had a good rookie year. We'll see what happens there. They went and got to bring cap because they need a game breaker. Okay. We'll see what happens there. They've had Dylan Larkin forever. They've wanted to get him some help. They never have. If you want, if you want to get an exciting, dominant offensive player who is in the peak of his career at 26 years old, I'm not saying it has to cost Mo Sider, but if you're looking at a kind of one-for-one -one deal, you have to give to get. And again, that's why I say I think the Leafs would have to throw in other pieces. I do. 
but I don't know that it is a complete non-starter from a, from a wings perspective, unless they're just saying we are still in hold back mode, because if they're remotely trying to win, that is the type of move. I'm not saying you have to make it for Nylander, but that is a move for a proven commodity in the peak of his career, who is ready to win all of that stuff. Tell me I'm crazy. Cause I think I am. You're crazy. Okay. That's fine. Uh, go to Mo Siders. Uh, hockey DB. Yeah. And just look at the picture of him, please. He, oh, he's a hunk. No, just... it's, it's the wildest photo you've ever seen. Oh, okay. I'm going to pull like, this up uh, right He's now. got his Medusa <laughs> hair going Oh, okay. There. I like it. Let's see. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That, is, that is quite the picture. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're expecting that, were you? I wasn't. Uh, it's basically, I'm trying to think. It's a little like Mozarty meets Led Zeppelin. Is that a fair way, fair way to put it? <laughs> Mozart meets Led Zeppelin. Okay. I got two more for you. Okay. I also have one bonus non non Nylander trade that I did try to throw out earlier in the summer, uh, but we'll we'll save that for after. Okay. Go ahead. So this one is just one for one, and it's William Nylander for Eric Carlson, fifty percent retained. <laughs> uh, not interested. No, no chance. I I do not. I am of the opinion that Eric Carlson is the last thing the Leafs need right now okay. in the entire universe. On a so hundred point defenseman. Yeah. Well, it's more the other stuff. All I ever hear in my life is that the Leafs can't kill a cycle and they got caved in and they're weak and all. And I'm not even disagreeing with most of that. But does Eric Carlson feel like the prescription to any of those things? Uh, if you were, if John Car- if John Klingberg was the exact opposite kind of defenseman that you had signed and you were still looking to do that. Maybe I could be talked into it. I think from an asset management point, you are effectively turning William Nylander into the absolute push in point of this, as opposed to all the other ideas of trades we've talked about that could potentially have him be, have, have the window be extended a little bit or kept kind of in the same realm. It feels like the exact opposite. So to me, that's just a no. I I do think the, the Leafs would talk to, about it for sure. The reason sure, I got them to 50 is because that's a huge piece for them to get. Massive. And, and they would probably sign them long term. Yep. Right? Yeah. That, that, and that's why they would have to do 50. I. What do you think? Would the Leafs do it? Mm, Not true. Imagine, imagine running out a decor with Morgan Riley, Eric Carlson, and um, Klingberg in it. That'd be that would be a electrifying ride. Okay, things would be. I, happening. I was gonna say, I'm like, you just, I, I want to take that smile. I want to text you this picture. You smiling, no, I, saying that to I'm, to I'm, you, December thirteenth. I'm not even saying I want it. Okay, I'm just just saying, <laughs> I'm saying it would be a really, really wild ride. It would. There would be high event hockey. It, it would. would. It'd be getting away completely from what they did, like for the last couple of years where they really prioritized defense and that didn't work really either. So then they just stopped scoring. Yep. So I don't know. I, Fascinating. I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't interested at the idea of Eric Carlson. Okay. I mean, Eric Carlson at what does he become a five and a half million dollar player then? Right. Uh, for the last four years of that deal. Cause he's 11. So half retained five, five there. Obviously you love that. Obviously the, you love the way that fits in your cap. You love the player. I just think it is far and away the last thing they kind of need back there. And I'm not even Mr. Go get seven, seventh defensemen who are just butchers. Like I understand the need for a Carlson type. It's just, you have to in Klingberg and Riley. And if you're talking about building out the decor and the way you want it, uh, not, not the guy for me, but love the idea. You got one more. I got one more. Give it to me. Uh, William Nylander and Connor Timmons to the St. Louis blues for Colton Pareko. Hmm. What's Perico's deal? Do you it's, remember? It's long. Long long and not overly expensive, I if think, I recall correctly. I'm just 
trying to pull it up here quickly. Uh, Colton Pareko is on six five for a hundred more years, and he's thirty years old already. Yeah. That's that's more the issue with that for me. Um, how's Colton Pareko thirty? That doesn't that doesn't feel right. Yeah, going off Cap Friendly's age there. It doesn't track. Uh, but. That's that's the issue for me is I think you're getting it's kind of the opposite of the Carlson deal, right? You're getting more the player you need style wise, but you are clearly, in my opinion, losing the asset. Timmons, I don't care about. I did like the move. I didn't think they needed to rush to give him over a million dollars for two years. That man, he owes Dubas a nice Boy, boy, does he. I understood, like, I again, I can see the roadmap of, oh, no, if this guy plays power play, well, the power play, uh, it goes ice cold at times. So you didn't need to worry about that. I have no problem with getting rid of Timmons. I got no problem with bringing in Pareko. I just don't know if William Nylander is the chip you want to cash in, and that's, quote, unquote, all you get to show for it. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know if I'd do it. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of how you're going to improve this decor long term. Right. And that guy's under contract. I mean, there's a lot of conversations about the way he plays the game in terms of is he, he guy- is 30. I just plug it. I, I genuinely didn't believe that for a second. Cat friendly and hockey DB. Yeah, he's 30 years old. That's six, six two twenty eight. Just a big guy who can move the puck, you know, fires it. I don't know. They're just, I'm just trying to figure yeah, out how I, the hell they're going to improve this decor. Yeah. My only, again, my only issue with that is at six and a half million bucks at 30 years old, yeah. uh, there's, there's a very real world where in two and a half, three years, and I understand Muzzin's was injury or injury related, but you could be having a Jake Muzzin conversation all over again with, with Colton Pareko. And Hey, if he gives you the first two years that Muzzin gave you, uh, certainly something to be said there. Uh, so I, I love it. Uh, let us know what you think of these on text line 590-590. Please include your name and location. What's your favorite one that we that we collectively threw Rangers, out? Rangers, no, no, no doubt Rangers. Rangers, yeah. I we, also, I, I, yeah, Rangers, and I think your most reasonable one was probably the Vegas one. Yeah. But it's just not, it's just not enough scoring for mm-hmm. me. And it's yeah. not, and we're doing sports talk radio. It's just not sexy enough for it's me. Ve- the idea of William Nylander has been dealt for Nick Waugh and Zach Whitecloud. It really would not get the juices flowing. It'd be the exact op. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I was about to say it'd be the exact opposite of Tavares signing. And maybe it would, where we'd all be like, what? This stinks. But it actually, uh, in the long run, uh, works out. All right. My last bonus one. Oh. We were just doing, you know, I'd, we, I threw this out, I think, the day after the season ended or okay. something like that. Non, Non-Nylander division, pricey winger division. Mm. Ultimate, neither team would do it, I think. Oh. Mitch Marner. Oh, my God. In the division. <laughs> oh, my God. For, in the divi- oh my for God. freak of nature, Sa- Sasquatch Center, under contract for seven more years. Tage Thompson. Oh my God, that is such an incredibly wild trade that neither team neither would do. Neither team would do. But I mean, like, if, you know me and Tage. You know me and the Sabres. Well, and you I know, have a dalliance. And you know me and you know me in sixteen. No, if I'm trading Mitch Marner, it's for a, a absolute stud defenseman. So the reason I the reason I keep coming back to Thompson is that because with Matthews being here, you will never need him to be injury aside. And if Matthews is injured, who cares what happens to the season? Anyways, you will never need him to be your bona fide number one center that can take all the heat, all that other stuff. And I don't have it all in front of me right now, but I remember looking at the numbers as great a season as Thompson had his shooting percentage jumped like 7% from his career average Mm -hmm. to this year, not really sustainable. So that's why I think Buffalo would maybe they'd do it. They'd do it. They would do it in a heartbeat. They'd do it in a heartbeat for sure. Mitch Marner is really good. I, it is not about Marner. It's about 
Tay, it's about if you think Tage Thompson is your 40 goal number one center under contract at 7 million bucks when Austin Matthews, who is a better player, no doubt, is about to sign for what, 13, 13, 5? Yeah, so. Mitch Marner is really good. Mitch Marner has 554 points in 507 career games. He's excellent at hockey. He's one of the elite guys in the league. No chance leads to it. Okay. All right. Had no to chance. throw it out. We're doing. I know. Uh, I know. I know that your your Marner blinders are on right now. But no, no, just no, 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 chance. no, no, no. This is not even me saying I would do it. I just think if you were looking for a different look to the group. That is certainly one of switching out your super small skilly winger uh, for your freak of nature Sasquatch um, Center. We got a text. We got okay. a text uh, trade request here. Yep. Willie, uh, do you have the cap registry in front of you? I'm not sure this is going to work. I can pull it up. Willie and Robertson for Zadorov and Backlund. Okay, hold on a second. Off-season mode. I do love Backlund and I do love Zadorov, but I don't think that's enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, look quickly thinking about it back when Zadorov, obviously it helps you out and kind of both things that you're both things you want to do. You get nastier on the back end. That was the other part of it. When I was looking at these trades, kind of how I operated from, I know it's weird to say, cause they all involved a sexy defenseman mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of Zach Whitecloud. Sorry, but I looked at needing center help. If I'm trading William Nylander and I am not getting a bona fide Norris stud, number one level guy, mm-hmm. I think you need to get help at center up the middle with this team. Cause if you're extracting William Nylander from the forward group, it doesn't need to get necessarily, you don't need to get as dangerous a forward back. Obviously that's not going to happen, but I was kind of thinking the way I went about it. Like when I, when I made my crazy William Nylander, uh, Mo Sider trade that uh, the Red Wings would definitely not do. The more I think about it, <laughs> yeah. I started it with, okay, Andrew cop at blank retained and what, because I want that kind of versatile middle six center because John Tavares is going to play center for this team in the regular season. But if you could give him some nights off or you could flex him to the wing, or you have a guy who can spell Domi in those spots as well. I think that's really important. So that's one of the things I was looking at uh, as well there. Um, I one text before we go to break and it's praising me. So that's why I'm going to read it. My boy, Brian from Toronto, love the Rangers deal. It makes sense. Yes, Lafreniere is a project, and so is Robertson, as he is made of glass. The rest of the deal makes sense for each team. Yeah, Thank I, you, Brian. I agree. I, I don't know the Rangers are... Uh, if, if the Rangers trade... Are getting, Rangers are getting the best player in the deal. Yep, they are. No they, question. Without a, without a shot... Mm. Are we positive we'll be saying that in two years about Keandre Miller and nope, William Nealander? but I'm saying that right now. Okay, that's uh, that's very true. Keep the text coming in, 590, 590. Uh, we are going to talk about the Toronto Raptors, believe it or not. We've talked what? about talking about them all week. Uh, we're also going to read some of your texts. Grinders. They've been where, grinding. Where are you? We got You've some. been grinding? We got some. We're going to grind over your text when we continue here and maybe talk about the Raptors one day. I promise you, Justin Turbidy <laughs> will share at the very least one Pascal Siakam thought at 830. That will happen today. But coming up next... More complaining about the trade machine, more fake William Nylander trades, more of me being crazy, and a lot more of you on the text line. Fan Morty Show continues here with Gunning McKee on Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Fan Morty Show. 
Gunning and McKee here. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. Whatever you got for us. If you're grinding, we love that. We've been grinding over the text. McKee's grinding. Oh. Just gave out an audible sigh off mic. I don't know if that, that's pretty much exactly what it sounded like. You were Cobweb Central uh, today, right now. Just this week uh, in general. We'll, um, we'll get them out uh, there for you. I just saw someone text in. Tom Wilson. Just, just do that's it. That's it. Just Tom do it. Wilson. Find a way. Uh, he is the like white whale of a certain segment of Leafs fandom. Mm-hmm. Would would not complain if he was a Toronto Maple Leaf. Let me put it that way to would you. Would you tr- would you complain if it was Tom Wilson for William Nylander? Yeah, like he I, would. Yeah, I, if this is two years ago and before he missed a whole season, I I I can hear that. Not even hear that. Be excited about that. He played, thir- played thirty three games this year and scored thirteen goals. I think he's 78 penalty minutes. I think he's, I am not going to sit here and tell you that he's washed. He's cooked. He's anything like that. It's just all the conversations we had about be it Pareko, be it Pesci. One year deal. Are you pushing in to win now and pushing your big, because honestly. I absolutely do it. One for one. One for one. No question. You would do that right now. <laughs> right now. Right Sign now. Sign it up. Sign me up, baby. That is, Done deal. I got to be honest, I love you. I love Tom Wilson. That's terrible asset management, in my opinion. Well, they're both on one-year contracts. Well, right? yeah, but I think if you're going to be trade, let's say both guys. And you were- sign him for a smaller cap hit, then then Nylander's going to look for it. It's okay. a hometown guy coming home. He's going to want to be the guy. Sign here for, what, what? what's his contract right now? Five million? Five. Five People laughed at that contract. Remember that? When that he signed that, people were like, oh my God. And looking back, it was like, oh yeah, that was a great contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think if you sign, he just brings something to your team that like, you think they were, they're hard to play against now. Like, you know, you bring him in here. It's not like he's a grunt. You know, he scored scored 20 goals multiple times, fights, does everything. Like, I I don't know. I just think it'd be a really, really good mix. It's going to be 30 by the time the playoffs roll around. That's, yeah. That continues to be my issue is that if you trade, will you, like, do you think, given everything we've seen from this Leafs group, and I'm not just talking about last year, I'm talking about the entirety of these guys kind of core, the time, the time they've all been here together. Do you think they are absolutely ready to win in the next year or two? Do you think that the John Tavares window is the one they're going to win in? Because oh. if if that's the case, mm-hmm. then I think it makes all the sense in the world to do exactly what you're talking about, be it a Pareko, be it a Wilson, be it somebody like that. But if you are of the mindset of there is going to be a reset of this organization post-Tavares contract, then I think you have to make a William Nylander trade, not with only that in mind, but with at least that partially in mind. Yeah, I think that's fair, but um, I, maybe it's just I love Tom Wilson. I know you do. I know you do. It, does, it doesn't mean that you can't want to trade for him. I'm not telling you you can't. I'm just saying that when you look at a, what's William Nealer, 26 years old? Yep. S- still right there in the peak of his prime? 27. Okay. Uh, Tom Wilson, 29, so a little closer apart or a little closer in age than it seems, but he's got the wear and tear. He's had the playoff miles on his body. He's had the injuries that Willie just, quite frankly, hasn't had. And and honestly, I think it's pretty fair to say that Willie's game is going to age a little more uh, gracefully than Tom Wilson's. Yeah, for sure. But I think there's a reason why. Well, yeah, I mean, one one guy's a pure goal scorer skill guy, and one guy's Tom Wilson, who, again, I'm not disparaging as a player. Sounds like disparaging. No, I, buddy, I would love Tom Wilson on the Leafs. I just don't understand why the Leafs have to give up one of the more marquee forwards in the league for a guy who is, again, in the back half of his career, who is coming off an injury-rattled season, and who has a million miles should, on his body. Should I put this to Twitter? 
Oh, oh, the poll? surely your Twitter account that hey. is nothing but Owen Sound grit That's grinders and and, and twit- two of my buddies from Owen Sound have. I'm doing it. I'm gonna put it. Th- okay, so let's <laughs> talk about something else. Grinders. Anyone sure. else? Go out ahead. There? Go ahead. You've you've got me all. You've got me all hot, all, and hot and bothered by your. You're just throwing William Nylander aside for one year of Tom Wilson. Uh, you're throwing one year of Tom of William Nylander away for one year of Tom Wilson. Okay. Right. William Nylander's not going to sign here. He's like, if it's ha- if it hasn't gotten done by now, they're well, they're, I mean, they're trying to grind the lease. I don't necessarily dollar. believe. I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that if Will Nylander hasn't signed today, he's never going to well, sign here's, here. Here's boys. Just got off a twelve and a half hour night shift listening to you guys grind. Appreciate it big time. And please put your name down so I can credit you. Remember, you can always roast the Leafs for wanting to win their contract negotiations more than a cup. It's like, yeah, you know what? You're bang on about that. It's like, just why does everyone have to win? We talked about it on yep. Monday, but it's like, why does everybody have to win so hard? But yeah, I the further this goes, like I've heard Frank Cervelli on Bunkus' show yep. before the window even opened that every passing day that a contract doesn't sign, the likelihood of a trade gets more. Like, if, for you, sure. if you want to be here, just take, like, for once, one of these guys take a little bit less. Well, and again, and again, that's the problem is I think they're worried. It, it's the uh, it's not the Spider-Man pointing meme, but is the office finger guns meme of all of them pointing around going, who's going to take less? And Willie doesn't want to be the only one to. Now, Willie is not Mitch. Willie is not Austin, okay? So the idea of thinking them all in the same exact salary ballpark doesn't make any sense. But they are all superstars in the league, and if... Two of them are going to ring the bell for every red cent they can get. I totally understand why one guy is going to say, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Now, I think a, you know, I know it's a one-year deal, but like a Max Domi taking less to be here, that's different. That doesn't weigh into the equation for those guys. Max Domi and the core four or whatever you want to call it, very, very different circumstances. But for me with with that, I just, I, I look at a guy like Nylander and I understand why he doesn't want to be the only one. But it is infuriating that this is the only team that that happens on. And it all goes back to like we were talking about, once you sign Tavares and you set the internal capital 11 and yeah. the Matthew you said it beyond that. But at some point, the rubber's got to meet the road. Like, you get, you can't just... the One of the number one criticisms of the last general manager here was his inability to win a contract negotiations, giving in to these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't start the new tenure with the exact same thing happening. Do not disagree. Um, but I do not... But I also think that doesn't mean you should go lose a trade because you're afraid of losing a contract negotiation. Uh, just grinding this morning at 4.30 a.m., uh, to deliver everyone's favorite Frito-Lay products. Can we get, uh, this is Brock from Peterborough, can we get like a, there goes my hero, watch him as he goes. God, keep working hard. 4.30 a.m., that's what they make you get up to deliver delicious, delicious chips to all the stores, eh? Just just got to say, uh, I was not working at that time, but that t- is what time ye old alarm is scheduled yeah. for. So that guy's already grinding when I my alarm punches me uh, in the face. I love that. I... We used to work a convenience store shift when I was in high school. I worked overnight shift two days a week. Mm. Um, and the highlight... That's where your grit comes from. The highlight every day was the guy, the Frito-Lay guy would come in. And he was such a beauty. And we'd have like this solid 35-minute <laughs> conversation every day. And I, I need... Every, those two days a week, boy, did I need that around 5 in the morning when I'm in there. I think it was 10.45. Nine, no, 9.45 to 6.15 was the shift. 
What a grind. Well, oh, you were in high school? Yeah. Well, I was like in between. Okay. I was going to yeah, say, I'm like, yeah. geez, what child labor laws in this province gone to, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Go yeah, ahead. I know. So anyways, there you go. Uh, love that. Love that. Uh, uh, shocker. Uh, the, the Tom Wilson stands have arrived on the text line. Wilson has more heart and grit in his pinky toe than Nylander does in his whole body. I'm still looking for the lie there. Well, who was still looking for the lie there? Okay, now let's talk about the release. Now let's talk about the hands. Like, there are many things we can point to. And again, I want to be so clear about this. hates Tom Wilson. No, no, no. We get it. Would take Tom Wilson on the Leafs in a heartbeat. Would be happy to have Tom Wilson on the Leafs. (laughs) Would not be squandering what is... So, okay, let's look at it this way. If you... Because I'm kind of getting the tip from your tenor that you think he's as good as gone because he's not signed. Yes. Okay. I really think he's gone. So if that's the case, is he the best trade asset the Leafs will have available to them in the foreseeable future in terms of... For sure. Okay. So is the best possible use of that to acquire Tom Wilson? Probably not. Okay. But would I like it? Okay. I'm not asking if it's the best. I'm asking if I would do it. Okay. Which I would. But why would you? You can't do it a hundred times. You can get one. If the trade was put in front of me. Yeah. And I was one of the general managers. Yeah. And I liked it most. I would do it. I would consider it. I would do it. I mean, I'm not saying that it's the best, clearly, but I'm saying I would obviously do it. Well, to me, if you're going to do a trade, it should be the one that you think is going to put your team in the best position to win. And again, I'm not saying that Tom Wilson cannot help this team. I'm not even saying he can't help them more than William Nylander. I'm just saying I don't know that you push your chips in on a guy, push your only real chip in on a guy like Wilson. Again, really, really like the player. Just don't know that he's the guy I'm pushing. What is really my only good chip available because they can go trade another first rounder three years away from now, or maybe Fraser Minton pops off this year in, I don't know, Cam Loops or wherever it is that he plays. Or, or Look at me. Yep, or, Easton, or Easton Cowboy goes, uh, goes out there for the Knights and tears it up. Maybe these things happen and those guys become great assets and they can use them. But right now, if Nylander's gone, he is the easily best asset they have. So I think that's why they got to be really, really uh, careful with it. Grinder text. I see him coming. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. If you got opinions on a Nylander trade, we want to hear that as well. Little bit of a golf show coming up in the next hour. Still the fan morning show, but plenty of golf coming up. Joe House, host of Fairway Rolling, going to join us at 7. Then we're going to have Bo Van Pelt join us at 7.30. Two hours left in the fan morning show here with Gunning and McKee on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.